0: This is the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. This is episode number 27, entitled, Differences Between God and Jesus Christ. The Biblical Unitarian Podcast is the podcast that aims to start conversations about the oneness and unity of God and about the humanity of Jesus. Thanks so much for joining us today. My name is Dustin Smith. I am your host. The two most important persons in the entire universe are unarguably God and Jesus Christ. The scriptures in both the Old and New Testaments have a lot to say about these two figures. The correct understanding of their identity is still a major topic of interest today, some 2000 years after Jesus' birth. Sadly, There currently exists a lack of unity among Christians as to how to properly define the relationship between God and Christ. Many are persuaded that Jesus is arguably co-equal with the Father. The purpose of today's podcast episode is to look at a few ways in which there are clear differences between God and Jesus Christ. I purposefully chose passages of Scripture that are clear and hopefully unambiguous in other words, I selected passages that seemed to unarguably demonstrate clear differences between God and Jesus Christ in order to promote conversation on the subject at hand rather than on the interpretation of the passages. My list of differences is not exhaustive, but I thought that these seven were enough to firmly prove the point that there are differences between God and Jesus Christ. So let's begin. Difference number one. God lives forever, but Jesus Christ was born. We can see this in a variety of passages, but I just chose this one in particular. Psalm 90 and verse 2 says that, quote, Before the mountains were born, or before you gave birth to the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. That's Psalm 90 in verse 2, where the psalmist says that God is from everlasting to everlasting, indicating that he has lived forever and that he's going to live forever. But in Luke chapter 1 and verse 35, we can see that Jesus Christ was born. Literally, he was brought into existence. Luke one thirty-five says that the angel answered and said to her, quote, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And for that reason, the Holy Child shall be called the Son of God, end quote. That's Luke 1.35, where Gabriel tells Mary that the Holy Spirit and the power of the Most High is going to overshadow Mary, and for that reason, the Holy Child will be called the Son of God. This Holy Child is the Holy One who is begotten, specifically in the Greek text. But very clearly here for our first point, God lives forever, but Jesus was born. And I think the reason why there's a difference between the two of them is because Jesus is a human being. He's a member of the human race, and that's what qualifies him to be different in this instance. Our second point is that God cannot die, but Jesus died. This is a pretty important point, is that Jesus died. That's part of the Christian faith. It's a major part of the christian faith and so this is a very easy point to demonstrate first timothy chapter 1 verse 17 says now to the king eternal immortal invisible the only god be honor and glory forever and ever amen that's first timothy 1 17, where clearly the only god the one who is invisible is clearly the father and he is described as the king eternal and immortal meaning that he is unable to die of course Jesus Christ is one who died and it wasn't just some sort of human nature that died. Jesus specifically died completely and holy and Jesus admits that he died in Revelation chapter 1 and verse 18. This is the resurrected and exalted Jesus speaking where he said in Revelation 1:18, quote, "I was dead and behold, I am alive forevermore." That's Revelation 118, where Jesus himself speaks and admits that he was dead, and now he is alive forevermore. So that establishes point number two, that God cannot die because he is eternal and immortal, but Jesus did die because he was killed, and now he's been raised from the dead. So I think the reason for the difference there is, again, Jesus was human. He was a member of the human race, and thereby he was susceptible to Humanity's mortality, but God raised him from the dead to eternal life. Our third point today is that God knows everything, but Jesus had limited knowledge. Okay? Our first passage is Psalm 147 and verse 5, which says, Great is our Lord and abundant in strength, his understanding is infinite. His understanding is infinite. That is Psalm 147 and verse 5. But Jesus says in Matthew 24 and verse 36, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father alone. That's Matthew 24 and verse 36, where in regard to the day of Jesus' second coming, Jesus admits that the angels don't know, nor does he know. Jesus himself does not know. He says, The Son does not know, but the Father alone Knows. It's very clear there. The Father alone possesses knowledge that Jesus does not have. And so our first passage demonstrates that God's understanding is infinite, and our second passage confirms the first passage while also noting that the Son does not know some things. Again, I think the reason for this difference is again that Jesus is a human being. And because he's a human being, he does not possess an infinite knowledge that God understandably would have. Moving on to our fourth point. Point number four is that God never gets tired, but Jesus got tired, okay? Meaning God never gets weary, he never gets tired, God never falls asleep, but Jesus certainly did those things. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 28 says, Do you not know, have you not heard, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, does not become weary or tired? His understanding is inscrutable. It's Isaiah 40 and verse 28, to where God, the Lord, Yahweh, the creator, does not become weary or tired. Very clearly there, okay? But in Matthew chapter 8, we can see that Jesus fell asleep on a boat. Matthew chapter 8 and verse 24 says, And behold, there arose a great storm on the sea, so that the boat was being covered with the waves, but Jesus himself was asleep. Okay? So, God never gets tired. Jesus got tired and fell asleep that's a pretty clear difference between God and Christ. Again, I think the reason for this is that Jesus is a human being, and human beings naturally get tired, and they need to rest. Number five, our fifth point for today in establishing differences between God and Jesus Christ, is that God does whatever he pleases, but Jesus cannot do anything of himself. Okay, Jesus can't do anything of himself, but God does whatever he pleases. In John chapter 5 and verse 30, Jesus says, I can do nothing on my own initiative. Okay, Jesus can't do anything of his own initiative. He can only do something that the Father tells him to do. But in the Psalm 115, it says of God, But our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. That's Psalm 115 and verse 3, where God does whatever he pleases, but in John 5:30, Jesus says he can do nothing of his own initiative. So that seems to be a very clear difference there. I think the reason for that difference is that God is the eternal, uncreated God, the Creator, and He could do whatever He wants. But Jesus is the obedient Son of God, who is always relying upon the Father, and as an obedient Son, He is one that always looks for God's initiative and wants to be obedient to God's will. Our sixth point today is that God's testimony is reputable, while Jesus' testimony needs support. Okay, What I mean by this is that God can say something, and he doesn't need any witnesses in order to prove his point, because God is God, and God is completely faithful, and does not need to be questioned, to where Jesus actually needs Uh, witnesses and support in order to establish his points okay this doesn't mean that Jesus is false or that Jesus is unreliable it just means that there's a difference between the two of them in how they make their truth claims and so I think the examples will further elaborate on these points Jesus says in John 5 and verse 31 quote if I alone testify about myself my testimony is not valid That's John 5 and verse 31, where Jesus, if he wants to make a testimony about himself, it's not valid because there needs to be two or more witnesses. And that's what the passage in John 5 continues to say as Jesus goes and establishes other witnesses that collaborate with what Jesus is saying. But in Hebrews chapter 6, it says about God, quote, when God made the promise to Abraham, since he could swear by no one greater, he swore by himself. That's Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 13, where God basically is able to swear by himself, and that testimony is valid and true to the point to where there needs to be no other witnesses. But Jesus, on the contrary, needs to have other witnesses in order to establish his testimony as valid. So it seems to be a pretty clear difference between the two of them. I think the reason for that is that God is the ultimate number one person in the universe, and Jesus is still a human being, and his truth claims are only valid when they're established with other persons. And our last point today, point number seven, is that God cannot be tempted, but Jesus himself was tempted. In James chapter one, it says, let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil. That's James chapter 1 and verse 13, where God clearly cannot be tempted by evil. God is unable to be tempted. But it's very clear in the Gospels, particularly in Matthew and Luke, and in Hebrews chapter 4, that Jesus was tempted. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 15 says, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. That's Hebrews 4.15, where it's very clear that Jesus has been tempted in all things, yet he did not succumb to sin, to where God cannot be tempted in James 1.13. I think the reason for this difference is, again, Jesus is a human being, and as a human being, he is susceptible to those temptations. But Jesus, as the perfect and obedient Son of God, was one who never succumbed and gave in to that temptation he always relied and obeyed the will of God. So, seven pretty clear differences between God and Jesus. So, in conclusion, we have observed that there are many convincing reasons in Scripture to determine that God the Father is not equal to the Son of God, Jesus. The best explanation for these differences seems to be admitting that God is an uncreated, eternal creator, while Jesus Christ was a miraculously created human being who exhibited many of the characteristics of the human condition. I hope that this particular podcast episode spurs conversation with you and your friends and your family members about the differences between God and Christ in a way that honors God and honors Jesus as they are correctly exhibited in Scripture. If you enjoy the Biblical Unitarian Podcast and you would like to financially support the work that it is doing, please check out this episode's description for a PayPal link. Thanks so much for joining us today and listening at the Biblical Unitarian Podcast. My name is Dustin Smith, and until next time, take care.